this movie, dude, it's fucking fantastic. It's just so gnarly to me that it didn't. It said no Oscar, not even nominations, not just no wins, no nominations. And this is probably, I was like watching it yesterday and then watching it today. This is probably one of the best shot movies I've ever seen. The way the camera moves, uh, the cinematography, like everything. It's fucking insanely mm-hmm. good. And everything else about it is great too. The acting, uh, the score is fucking amazing. Yeah, the cost, the, the costumes, the the uh, sound design, yeah, insane. Uh, and yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. It, like it just got totally snubbed that entire year by everything. How do you think that's possible? Is it like a, a personal thing, or maybe? Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe that's, that's too much. Dude, and I get not one. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's possible. Dude, the Academy. I used to fucking love the academy awards like mm-hmm. so much growing up and it was like whatever they said i was like oh yeah and then slowly but surely i was like this nah like how's nah. this movie not so many so many things either it's like an actor fucking missed out or fucking a movie didn't get nominated or missed or whatever like uh i think one of the big ones for me early on was uh Russell Crowe losing to Denzel Washington in Training Day. I was like, what? It's like, he's not even the main character of that movie. And Russell Crowe lost to him. I was like, dude, come on. What the fuck? But What uh, did he lose to him for? Gladiator. Oh. That came out the same year? Yeah. Training Day and... And, and Gladiator. Gladiator? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. And then Russell Crowe won for A Beautiful Mind, which he deserved, but yeah. dude... Like, yeah. I mean, Denzel Washington's good in that movie. <laughs> I have my problems with the movie itself. Yeah. But, it's, dude, he's not even the main character. But, I don't know. Let's let's get into this. Let's stop talking about that movie. Let's get into this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get into this one and play it again, man. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're going to need a bigger boat. Erica! What's up, everybody? It's Steven here. Jason. And, uh, yeah, that's Jason over there. <laughs> can we do that again? <laughs> we can. I kind of want to keep it in. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I think I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be Vincent right now. <laughs> Let's, we could try. We could try. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, Give me all you got. <laughs> Give me all you got. Yeah. There we go. That's that's where to start it. Yeah, no. Uh, this is Steven and Jason, guys. Uh, and we are doing a movie today uh, called Heat. It was directed by Michael Mann. And you want to talk about a powerhouse cast. Yeah. It stars uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, Ashley Judd, Natalie Portman's in this. Uh Dude, so many people, so many people. Um, and the reason we're doing this is because Tom Sizemore actually just passed. He's also yeah. in this movie. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He he honestly has bigger roles, but this movie is one that had been on our radar for a while mm. and that we wanted to do really bad. Um, and, you know, he, he passed recently. Say what you will about the man. He had a lot of substance abuse and a yeah. bunch of different issues, but 
I'll be damned if he couldn't act. Oh, he, yeah. He was, he was great in this movie, Saving Private Ryan, and a bunch of other ones. But we'll get into that when we get to the cast. But um, before we uh, jump into all that, let me just say this movie was released on De- December 15th, 1995, uh, about a week after my birthday. And uh, like I said, directed by Michael Mann, who's done a lot of great pictures, and uh, screenplay by him. The cinematographer, I have to mention, I have to mention Dante Spinotti. The cinematography in this movie is absolutely gorgeous, and the the score is by Elliot Gold- Goldenthal and David Darling and Michael Brook. Uh, just super duper awesome. Um, but before we uh, jump ahead of ourselves, let's start at the beginning, like we always do, and talk about when we first saw this movie. I want to say high school is when I watched it completely. Completely, yes. But I think, like I said earlier, I, I remember bits and pieces when I was younger. Um, but yeah, um, I want to say high school, completely watched it once or twice. And then over the years, as I got older, I watched it way more yeah, because yeah. I started to realize how I, mean, I knew it was a great movie, yeah, yeah. but then I, I, yeah, as I got older, like still, even now, yeah, I watch it again now and I'm like, just, fuck Jesus. man, it yeah. was incredible. I was watching it. Cause like yeah. I said, um, yeah, I was watching it earlier today and I was just, wow, it's fucking amazing. Like a lot of these movies we've done, I always have to give credit where credit's due Watch this on the recommendation of my brother. Okay, awesome. So I'll say that from forever. For yeah. however long we go with this podcast, I always got to say that. Yeah. Um. He 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 mentioned a lot of movies, recommended a lot of movies for me to watch, and um, I, I recommend some to him as well. But for sure, this is another one on the list. Yeah. Um. For me, it's a kind of an interesting story. I saw this movie. I believe opening weekend with my family. It was a packed house. I remember we were sitting very, very close to the front and uh, not great seats is before you could get assigned seating. Mm. So you just had to show up and get the seats that you can get. Um, and we're watching the movie. And I was interested because I knew Robert De Niro and Al Pacino from Goodfellas and other stuff that they're in. Mm-hmm. And I was interested, but I didn't feel good. And to the point where I had to tell my mom, hey, can I, we go outside because I don't feel good. We went outside and she felt my forehead and I had the fucking highest fever you could possibly have. I had I got rushed to the hospital. I had a fever of like 104, 105 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. They took me in there. They got like buckets of water with ice and dunked towels in them and took them out and put them all over my body and i was like flailing around and crying out dude i was what fucking six yeah six or seven yeah and dude yeah i was like flailing around just fucking having the worst time of my life and then the the later on it was like a fever dream like i don't remember how i got home i don't remember yeah it was just i remember that i remember going to the hospital and then putting all those towels on me and then i was just like just out and it was gnarly, super gnarly. You couldn't take the heat. <laughs> yeah, thirty seconds or less, man. I, I had to get out of there. You had thirty I seconds had to walk until away. you died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we uh, we left, and obviously, I didn't see the end of the movie. Uh, um, I I think we saw. I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, I think we were in there until. Uh, Al Pacino's chasing Robert De Niro at the end. Oh, okay. So um, you, yeah, like because yeah. I remember seeing Robert De Niro behind the fucking like electricity box or whatever. Yeah. So we made it pretty close, but oh, okay. we, didn't, we didn't get to like finish the whole thing. But um, 
Yeah. And then later on on VHS and stuff, I watched mm-hmm. it and I was like, damn, this movie's cool. Yeah. But same, like it wasn't until like high school, end of high school, early 20s when I would watch it like over yeah. and over again. Because it's a long ass movie. Oh, yeah. But like watching it over and over again and just being like, wow, dude, this is fucking so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Dude, I have a friend um, that my friend, so we have, you know, my friend, you know, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, one of our friends, he's never seen this movie until like this month. Really? Yeah. He's our age. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, granted, he's not much of a movie guy, but I mean, he's, he's seen, you know, the yeah. classics, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the important ones, I yeah. guess. Well, not this one. That's crazy. And he said he showed it to him, and then he still fell asleep. Really? Like, they were probably high, but... Yeah, like, it's it's a it's a slow... But, like, how? It's slow at parts, but it's so damn interesting. And all the performances are so powerful. Yeah. And the f- movie is just gorgeous to look at, too. Yeah. Like, every every fucking scene, I can't take my eyes yeah. off of it. It's, it's fucking... It looks amazing. Um, but, yeah, that's where we were when we first saw this movie. Um... I think we were talking about the whole Oscar things. Uh, obviously, this year, the year this movie was, I mean, up for nominations but didn't get nominated, Braveheart won. Braveheart pretty much swept, like, all the big things, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I like this movie better than Braveheart. We were saying that earlier. Uh, I think pretty much technically and everything, it's it's pretty – it's better than Oh, that for movie. sure. Um, not, not as a kid though. Not as a kid. Yeah, I guess for you're sure. Right. Bra- Braveheart wins as yeah. It was it was more ten year old. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But now, hundred um, percent. But like I said, all these movies that were nominated Best Picture, this wasn't one of the movies. Was Babe, which is a good movie on its own. But if, if it comes down to Babe and Heat, <laughs> oh, like, come on, me? like come on, dude, it's fucking crazy. Um, just just insane, insane. Yeah, um, that's wild. I've I've heard I think they talk about it on the rewatchables, but I've heard that like the the high scene, like cops use cops and like army recruiter or like army trainers or whatever, they they show the heist to people because of like how tactical of uh, Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro and everybody are when they're when they're shooting or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I don't can't confirm that that's true, but I've heard it on cer- from several different sources. Interesting. Um, I just thought that was a cool. Uh, Cool piece of trivia. Um, let's jump into the cast. This is a big one, so we'll run through them pretty quick. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Robert De Niro on the Goodfellas podcast. He's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Everybody knows Robert De Niro, Goodfellas, know this movie. Yeah, just can't help you. Go kill yourself, deer hunter, <laughs> everything. Um, it's insane. Uh, Al Pacino, we talked about him on Carlito's Way. Everybody knows Al Pacino. Um, Val Kilmer, uh, amazing in this movie. Amazing in everything he does, really. He's yeah. such a badass in yeah. this movie. Such a badass. Uh, he plays uh, Chris Scherlis. Chris Scherlis. Fucking amazing in this movie. Um, Diane Verona plays Justine Hannah. Um, I haven't really seen her in much of anything else. Uh, Ashley Judd plays uh, Chris's wife, uh, Charlene. The the mouthy broad as Hank Azaria calls her. <laughs> uh, uh, believe Edie, right? Amy Brenneman. Mm-hmm. She I I always thought it was Juliana Margulies from ER in this in this movie, but uh, it's not. It's her. And wow, she the, looks so different. The now. only thing I've ever seen her in besides this is she's uh, in Casper. She's the 
dead mom mm. that comes back for one scene. Obviously, I think this is the first movie we're doing with Natalie Portman. Yeah, she kind of looks like Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann? Don't, don't, just look her up. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this... No, no. No. I'm stupid. Professional. Pro- professional, yeah. yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman, everybody knows her as uh, Matilda in The Professional. This movie is really annoying. It's also in movies like Mars Attacks. The no! Star- <laughs> I'll be late! I can't be late! Can't I be will late. be late! I will be late! I always remember my cousin uh, saying that uh, just over and over again. Uh, yeah, she's in Star Wars and all those other great movies. Um, Tom Sizemore, like we said. Tom Sizemore, man, I wish he could have stayed off the hooch and the and the drugs and everything. Because, dude, yeah. he's he's so great in so many movies. This one, uh, dude, he's insane in fucking... Uh, natural born killers yeah i remember the first time i saw that movie i was like already like 20 and i was like dude yeah. what the fuck is this and jesus christ he goes crazy um but yeah he's in this saving private ryan's another big one yeah his career when he kind of like went off the rails like dipped in and out and i think he made a lot of uh he made a lot of indie movies that didn't really go mm-hmm. anywhere but man is he fucking uh really good in this really? movie off the top of my head those are the three that come to mind yeah because after the after he like yeah because even on uh i think even in in saving private ryan he was already having substance abuse problems and uh and like the studio was like very iffy about him being being there whether or not they were going to keep him because i think they talk about that on the rewatchables too that they were like thinking about recasting him as somebody else but um yeah and then we have uh john voight (laughs) who I really wanted to talk about on an- the Anaconda podcast, but we didn't do it because we did Tremors instead. Yeah, uh, John Voight, great actor, terrible human being. <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's just kind of like a fucking right wing kook now. Yeah. Um, but dude, he's been all time great he's movies. A fucking incredible, actor. yeah, incredible actor, incredible actor. Um, obviously, he's uh, in Deliverance, which is a fucking oh, extremely disturbing movie. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy, Dustin Hoffman, great fucking movie. Um, bunch of different stuff. Uh, this movie, Anaconda, like we said, one of my personal favorites, Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, uh, he's in Zoolander. Zoolander's dad. Yeah, uh, great in that one. <laughs> he been then he been down there two days. Talk to me in thirty years. You're more dead. You're dead to me, son. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah, he doesn't make a whole lot of movies now. The last thing I've seen him in is a commercial asking people to support Donald Trump. Oh, fuck. And, uh, yeah. Hey, um, I, I don't think you've seen the show, but uh, Ray Donovan. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. He's with, really with Schreiber. good in that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's super good in that show. Yeah. Um, he's basically, he's just. John Voight. Scumbag, dad, ex-gangster, but still a gangster. You know, like, just trying to fucking get his. Yeah, uh, he's really good in that show. Um, next up, we got Mr. Danny Trejo, who we talked about on the Desperado podcast. He's mm-hmm. in that movie, also in uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And a bunch of shit over the years. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, this movie has a lot of influences in the Grand Theft Auto franchise. There are missions that replicate the heists and stuff in, in uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice oh. City. And uh, Danny Trejo actually does a voice in, oh, nice. uh, for a character in Vice City. Was before they stopped using famous actors in their properties. 
Uh, but yeah, Danny Trejo is fucking awesome. He's been in a lot, a lot of shit from Dust Till Dawn and everything else that Robert Rodriguez does. He plays Trejo. He plays Trejo in this movie. <laughs> Danny Trejo is Trejo. Um, then we got Wayne Grow, who is played by Kevin Kevin Gage. And for my money, I've never seen him. In the only else. other thing I've seen him in is at the is at the end of Blow. I think I think he's in Blow. Why does he look like a fucking spiritual guru? <laughs> on his like yeah. IMDb picture, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think he's in anything else that I've seen. It's crazy. GI Jane. You've never seen Jurassic City, bro? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> um. Then we got Mr. Henry Rollins, who uh, you know, oh, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows Henry Rollins, who looks so weird with hair in this movie. Yeah, he's done quite a bit of acting in his day. Yeah. Um. He pops up here and there. Uh, then we got uh, Dennis uh, Haysbert, who plays Donald, the driver. Uh, such a sad day for him. He was it really is. at work just kind of doing his thing, trying to go straight and fucking just because Dreho dipped out, like fucking they had to bring him into it. Yeah. Uh, well, Dreho didn't dip out. Yeah. He fucking turn, turned left on. for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's him. We all know him as the Allstate guy now. Yeah. He's also in Major League. He's great in that movie. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's been in a bunch of movies over the years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely more well-known for Allstate spokesperson. So yeah. uh, Nowadays, at least. And then we got uh, Mr. Ted Levine, who plays Bosco. Most people know him as Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Is that great line you said earlier? Is she a great big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you're like, you said, oh, did he have to uh, grow his mustache out? Because it's like, dude, yeah. he was never going to break away from Buffalo no. Bill without that mustache. But he's been a lot of great stuff over the years, too. Him in uh, Shutter Island, he's super creepy in that in uh, that movie. He's got a great voice. Remind he's, me who he is in that again. He's like the, the not the warden, like the... Uh, Oh yeah, like the one of the one the of guards, the art right? guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're right. men of violence. Oh, like, that's that right. guy. Okay. Yeah, he's fucking great in that movie. He he pops up all great over the place. Too. Oh, dude, amazing voice. Speaking of amazing voices, Hank Azaria. Yeah. Who is famous for doing like a thousand voices on The Simpsons and a Crazy. bunch of other cartoons? Been in so many movies over the years. One of my personal favorites, Birdcage. Uh, fucking dude, just yeah. Super funny, dude. dude. Really, really funny you guy. Th- you think he could have played Jesus in Big Lebowski? Yeah, know. definitely. Without, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah, he's been like we said. He's he was on. Uh, he's been on The Simpsons for many years. He's in Dodgeball uh, as Patches O'Houlihan, young Patches O'Houlihan. One of my favorite. <laughs> one of my right. favorite movies of all time. That dude, I swear nobody likes is uh, <laughs> Mystery Men from 1999. Oh man, I. Kind of rewatch that. Uh, you won't like it. It's it's not a great movie, but for some reason I really love it. Uh, America's Sweethearts is probably my favorite uh, fucking rom com of all time. It's fucking really really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a bunch of great movies, and like we said, he's he's pretty prolific in everything that he's done. He's had, had his own shows a couple times. He had a show called Brockmire on on Showtime, I think. Mm. Also a show uh, called Huff that ran for a couple seasons. But yeah, that's Mr. Hank Azaria. Uh, running through real quick, we got Wes Studi, who plays uh, yeah. Detective Castle Castles. Um, he's Johnny Johnny Fifty Five or something in Con Air, isn't he? Yeah. Um, 
No, isn't that um, it's not Danny Trejo. Trejo? I thought it was him. But he's the one because he's he's fifty five or whatever because all the all the oh the, is it fifty the, the victims is, is that Johnny Trejo yeah oh Dan, uh, Danny yeah, Trejo yeah. okay then yeah he's he's the other guy he's the guy that uh, fucking uh, Dave Chappelle sets on fire yeah yeah okay um, yeah he's in a bunch of shit too recently he was just on the latest season of Reservation Dogs on FX oh nice um, William Fickner who was that guy for me for a long ass time for but sure. he's been in so many things this is the first thing I think I like seen him in but I didn't think about him. His most memorable role to me before I like learned his name was in a movie called Go that a lot of people haven't seen. It's a really, I've seen that. it's a really. Oh, dude, if you're down to do that, I'd be yeah. so down. Um, I used to watch it all the time when it would come on like Showtime. Dude, it's it's such a fun movie. Yeah, um, yeah, he's in Go. He's uh, famously in the beginning of Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. He's in Armageddon. He plays fucking the cap- uh, Captain Miller, a captain. I can't remember what the fuck his name is, but he's in a bunch of shit. Um, also, Jeremy Piven pops up real quick. He's Dr. Bob. Obviously, Jeremy Piven. It's been a lot of movies. Say Anything, which is a poster that I have in here. He's also in uh, Gross Point Blank. He's also it was on uh, Entourage for many years, playing Ari Gold, w- mm-hmm. for which he won like a bunch of Emmys and shit. Um, and then we got McKetty Williamson, who is great in this movie. And the only other movie that I really know him from is Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's not him in Con Air, is it? Um, yeah, it is. Oh shit, it yeah. is him in Con Air. Okay, there we go. It's another movie we we know him from. Um, couple other shout outs here. I want to say Tom Noonan. He plays Kelso. Very scary man. Um, he he's been in a few other things. I, there's this weird short where he's like an alien. They're talking about how uh, humans make noises or how they communicate with meat meat vibrations and then he's on a really fucked up episode of louis with the louis ck series and then uh yeah he's in last action hero he's jack Ripper. oh yeah yeah yeah. He, yeah yeah he is super scary dude but yeah that's the cast for the most part let's yeah. uh let's jump into the actual flick yeah first one is uh how it how it shows everyone getting their day started yeah you know it shows chris at the hardware store or, or whatever that store is, you know, like parts store. Um, shows Vincent having a little morning uh, meeting with his wife. Yeah. Getting ready. Shows uh, Vince, uh, not Vincent, uh, Neil. Um, what's he picking up? He's picking up the, the, the uh, ambulance. ambulance, right? Yeah. Which I wrote down here. I feel like he, when he gets to the ambulance, it's outside. I feel like he didn't have to go through the hospital to get, yeah. get the ambulance. They just wanted to give you a little uh, uh, flashback montage thing. About yeah. Flashback to Goodfellas, you know? Yeah, maybe. Walking through. <laughs> <laughs> like Somebody, he, no one notices this guy. They're like, I mean, he's trying to work he's here. He's dressed as a paramedic. They got people in and out. They got more important things going on than some random dude walking around. I guess so. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then what else you got there? And then uh, I think it's important that you don't you see you see all them like in their 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 day started and it makes you like um kind of not sympathize but get get close with those characters because you don't see slick you don't see his morning yeah no you don't you just see him already. On the job, mm-hmm. already picking up Wayne Grove yeah, yeah, and getting yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Why do you think that is? 
Why don't they show us more of his life? And we get glimpses of it, like at the table and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. Actually. They're making him out to be like the bad guy of the crew. Yeah, yeah. Because Neil, you're like, oh, he's he's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. A nice dude. Not nice, but like. You know, yeah, and then Chris is like Family Guy. He he's fucking up, but he's trying. Yeah, but then they show him too, and he's like his family. His, like he's got a daughter and a yeah, wife right. and everything too. But they don't show that. Be- you know what? I think it's more about the heist than it is about showing their characters because they're not. They obviously they're showing they're showing Vincent and like hit like his family or yeah. whatever, but. Everybody else, Chris and Neil, what they're doing their job. They're yeah. picking up an ambulance. They're doing this, that, and the other. And it's in service of the heist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not – and I think because we're going to follow Chris and, and Neil more mm-hmm. that they didn't have to introduce him that early until they're already, like, on the job. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, the first heist is really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, just the, the fucking um, hitting the armored car – when the bomb goes off and it fucking just explodes all the windows uh, in a line. And then, dude, Wayne Grow just fucking psychopath. You're looking at me. Yeah. You want to fuck with me? And <laughs> boom, shoots him. And then they have to fucking pretty much execute. I, sucker, man. I love I love the um, Tom Sizemore telling him, you see that shit coming out of their ears? They can't fucking hear you. Yeah. yeah that, that That's just so good. And those dudes just look so like out of it too. Yeah, especially so, that guy. Yeah, the, the one that gets shot. Yeah, first. if if I feel bad for those dudes because yeah. they're just like, yeah. what do I do now? And they're uh, not reaching for their guns or anything no. then, until they start shooting. They're like, fuck it, you know, yeah. and then they go for it. Um, I think I think part of why he shot that guy was because the disrespect that he felt from Slick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When he told him, hey. Do me a favor. Yeah, yeah. Stop talking, okay, Slick? And the way he looked at him, and he was like, motherfucker, if we weren't about to go on a job right now, like, we'd be going at it. Yeah. And they're both, you know, ex-cons, so yeah, yeah, they yeah. both know what that's like. No, for sure. But when he gives him that look, I fucking love when he looks at him, and then Tom Sizemore doesn't look back back at him right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then looks at him. Uh-huh. Tom Sizemore. So like, you don't think I saw you looking at me, yeah, bitch? Yeah, yeah, that's great, dude. That's great, man. And <laughs> like, so not not only not only for Michael Mann to like shoot it so that those things have to happen, yeah. Because it's telling you're absolutely right. It's telling you about their character. They've both been in. They've both been inside. They yeah. both know what it's like to get checked or like yeah. either put up or shut up. And neither yeah. one's gonna back down. Yeah. And both of these guys, I mean, they're both crazy. Yeah, they're both crazy, <laughs> but they're both fucking uh, actor-wise. They're just giving yeah. such a hell of a performance. Yeah. And that later on, Tom Sizemore gives a gives a look, and I saw this because you know a bunch of posts came up online after he passed away. Yeah. And it was saying like, oh, it takes a lot for an actor to give a look and give off so much yeah. um, without saying anything. For sure. So when they're at the diner afterwards, and fucking uh, Neil slams, oh, uh, he looks at that guy, slams what's his name's head uh, on the on the table, and then he just like leans over and looks yeah. at that dude, and that guy puts his head down, just yep. keeps going. It's just fucking awesome. Just really, really cool. Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, him shooting that guy, that first guard was like. Letting off that steam because he couldn't get at him. So yeah, he was yeah, like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And we guy. already know he's got like a fucking just, he, he's a yeah. psychopath. He yeah. just wants to kill people in general. Yeah. And I obviously I felt disrespect and just needed to fucking yeah. act out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really like that, you know, 
they're they're just, like Robert De Niro recognizes right away. Like fuck, I had to fucking kill this guy. Yeah, and don't you think maybe he should have just killed him right there? He should have, and then set well, the bomb off. N- no, because if they if he kills him right there, then they have a fucking bot. They have a body, oh, yeah. and they could they could bring it back to them somehow. You have to uh, make sure that you don't true true uh, leave any trace. But man, there's so we were talking about it because we were watching the high scene. There's so many moments of it's right there, right yeah. there, yeah. and like, dude, they're about to kill him in the fucking parking lot, and then the uh, the black and white shows up, and they have to like cool it, and they're all like looking, look back, and then he's gone. Is he the fucking Dark Knight? I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was he, ridiculous. He's fucking Batman, dude. dude he, he disappears. Gets away there's no without a sound, dude, with no sound at all, no scraping, yeah. on the wet floor, <laughs> nothing, no, not at all. It's crazy. That's what me and uh, me and Jerry are watching it. We were saying the same thing. It's like, dang, he just fucking disappeared. <laughs> it's like he had a grapple gun to get out of and there. And how stuff. fast can you scurry under a car? Dude, for real. And then there's <laughs> there was th- three of them looking for him and like just fucking. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that they're they're those consummate professionals that like, oh, we got to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah. There's like any way about it. Like, first of all, we get more money. Second of all, this guy's a liability. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. Um. Which is yeah, dude, insane, insane. Yeah. So after the that that whole that whole heist, I think is uh, real quick about the heist. I think first movie for me that I ever saw, seeing a, a obviously I don't know how these things work, um, but I imagine it's pretty close. Being Michael Mann, who he is, and doing his research and yeah. like actually getting. Ex, you know, you know, ro- you know, not robbers, but fucking, ba- yeah, like bank robbers or like you know, th- thieves, thieves, whatever, professional thieves, like getting their their actual inside, yeah. you know, on shit and how it's done. Um, just just like the the precision and and how like they're they're looking at the fucking time, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. calling out the time, yeah. you know. Well, that's and, it's good that you mentioned that because. Uh, we didn't really talk about Michael Mann uh, when we we're talking about the cast. Yeah. But Michael Mann's been in the business a long time. Yeah. One of one of the he's made a lot of heist movies too. I, I, this one I think is the best. But he also made a movie called Thief with Mike, uh, with uh, awesome. Yeah, with uh, James Caan. Yeah. So I think he's been in the business of figuring all this shit out for like a long time. He's got a thing for yeah, yeah, for like crime and, and for like I wish high he, profile yeah. thieves. I think he wishes he could be one of these. It is kind of cool. <laughs> it like, is super cool. Like dudes who, especially if you don't have to kill anybody. That, that like, part. That dude, part. Yeah. Dudes who don't hurt people. Yeah. And like like, fucking, like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, and yeah. they get away with millions of dollars. Yeah, that's fucking sick. super cool. Especially <laughs> if you're robbing banks because. Yeah. Fuck the banks. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say on in the heist. Like, oh, we're not stealing your money. We're stealing the bank's money. Your money's fucking insured yeah. through the United States government. Yeah, fuck the banks. Um, but, yeah, that is that is really cool. So, yeah, like I said, I think after this, uh, he does uh, the next heist movie he does is Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is the best one. This is his Goodfellas pretty much, yeah, I, I think, for sure. to me. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what else you got there? I like um I like it directly after that. Um the 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 investigation when when Vincent and his crew oh, yeah, show yeah, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz that's done just as fucking Oh yeah, just as thoroughly thoroughly yeah. to the T like you know, fucking let's let's go like yeah. and they figure it all out. Yeah, and he besides, does, just short of who they are. Yeah, exactly. You know? And uh that's another thing that Michael Mann does really well. I mean, he penned this and he directed it. 
that he does really well, showing us how good Vincent Hanna oh, is at a job, great. which is really good. Um, at every, at every, like deducing things and then ha- dealing with the criminals when he goes to see. I forgot Tone Loke was in this movie, oh, yeah. and we didn't mention him in the cast. But uh, when he goes to see him, and it, it's oh my he's God, just really dude. good. Or the first the the first part where he goes to see his his homie at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then we get the "Give me all you got!" Oh yeah, "Give me all you got!" Uh, <laughs> that stuff's fucking great. Super good. Um, I like I like when Vincent shows up um, to the scene, and there's that there's that. Uh, there's that other detective there. Um, I think he's just a homicide detective, uh-huh. but it's a robbery homicide, and that's what Vincent and his yeah, team yeah, yeah, is. Yeah. And I like when he tells them that, and then the guy just fucks off. Yeah. Where, like, in another movie, he'd be like, I've been watching you. Yeah. You know, and then they have a fucking pissing contest <laughs> yeah. right there and who is actually in charge. Yeah. As soon as he shows up, tells him, he's like, nope, I'm here. And then he's like, yeah, fuck. All right. It's like right. die hard. Yeah. Not anymore. You're not. <laughs> uh, awesome. But yeah, um, I mean, are we going straight to the diner scene after that? Uh, where they're about to kill Rain Girl? Yeah. 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 That scene. I mean, we kind of gloss like went through it a little bit yeah. already yeah they're sitting there obviously robert de niro's pissed off yeah. uh why would why would ring wayne grows that crazy that he doesn't think that they're gonna want to kill him huh? yeah and he still shows up there yeah and and i mean he wants his cut he's not gonna cut cut yeah. unless he knows for sure uh but yeah dude it's 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 crazy he wants his money for sure even though like when they're leaving, dude, Robert De Niro's like fucking yelling at him, all pissed off when they're getting away and shit. Uh, it's just, dude, all bad. That guy's such a psychopath. Yeah. And I really wish they would have just killed him at the beginning because he's so close to killing him and then yeah. he can't. You know, so this this is, I, I need to mention this before I forget. Yeah. Um, when he grabs Wayne Grove by his hair uh-huh. and where, where Neil places his hand. Right on, on his face. On, on no, well, like specifically under his nose, uh-huh. and pushes him back. Uh, Vincent also does that to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Henry, to Rollins. Henry Rollins later on. Yeah, so that is really important, and I noticed that this time around, not before, um, that they both do that, mm-hmm. and that move really works. Like I've done that really before, and that's a way to control someone he- someone's head. Yeah. Um, because as hard as they can try yeah. to, to put their head upright, they, they not can't. Moving. Because that's like right in the middle of their yeah. face. And you're, he's also pu- pulling his hair and pushing back on the neck. And no matter what, if someone is controlling your head, uh-huh. you're not going to be able to fucking do, do it. Anything, your neck's yeah. not that strong. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I always, when I was watching it last, I, I saw that. I was like, damn, that's dope that they Michael Mann, it. you know, is like... Does he know martial arts? I don't know. Yeah, but well, obviously sure, told I'm, both of them to do that. Yeah, you know? I'm sure they have like a like their stunt coordinator yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, how would you with, control yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he would. He would go to st- stunt coordinator and be like, "How would how would a professional do this?" And that guy's like, yeah. "Oh, I got it. Right yeah, here. it's fucking sick." Because yeah. neither of them, they're both trying. Yeah. to get free and they yeah. can't. You know, the attention to detail in this it's, movie it's is great. Is insane. It's it's awesome. And he kicks the back of the leg. Yeah, which is even <laughs> fucking better. Yeah, I was like, dude, fuck yeah, dude, yeah. You, you could tell these guys have they've been through it. Yeah, um, and it just it just goes to show 
like like we said, they're consummate professionals. Just so yeah, so good at what they do. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, what else, what else do you have? Um, just like we saw in the beginning with their days, then now we go to the relationships they got. Yeah, their their home life and yeah. everything. We see with, their, uh, with the women in their. Yeah, lives. we see Chris with the, with his wife and his kid, which none of them are really great. Yeah, all the relationships are <laughs> kind of pretty shitty. Yeah. yeah, they're all pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> fucking. I uh, hope you have the same quote I have coming up. Maybe not. I only have a few quotes, uh, and most of them are Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah well, this yeah. one is Al Pacino. What, what, is, what is it? <laughs> when he gets home and he's late, and he he's late for dinner. Yeah, she's like, "You're late, Vincent." Oh he's yeah. Like, I got three dead bodies on Venice Boulevard. <laughs> Justine, I'm sorry if the goddamn chicken got, got cold. Over, he holds up the leg. Oh, yeah, overcooked. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must be tough, man. Must be tough. Because, fuck. Three marriages. Three marriages. That's the consensus I've gotten over all, like, dude, true detective. Yeah. Fucking, all cop stories. Yeah. If you're a cop, you shouldn't get married. Yeah. Just, you know, have your fun. and. What do they say later on when they get the jacket on Vincent? He goes, three marriages. Yeah. You think the guy's not good at his job <laughs> yeah. or something like that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, really awesome. Um. Oh, the fucking meeting between Edie and, and Robert De Niro. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, how many how many women has he turned down? Dude, some how cold he Cause, is. Because this one, he almost does. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, wonder his, what it is. I I love his like. Because you have to, you have to think in his head. She could be fucking yeah. undercover. Yeah, yeah. So like his first reaction is just like, lady, why do you want to know so much about what I or who I am and what I'm reading, like, yeah. or my my business in general, yeah. you know? Um, and I think he's good at reading people. Oh yeah. So. He's standoffish, and when he can see her reaction and everything, finds it genuine. So that's when he like mm-hmm. kind of lets his guard down or whatever. But yeah, and if I was him, everywhere I go, somebody that I don't know, like inside and out, like fucking excuse me, you're fucking, <laughs> you're just get dark. Up. Yeah, just get up and walk away. Yeah, I'm a salesman. He's not a salesman, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's selling his character. She's terrible at at picking picking up. On <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> What's that? What's after that? When I think that the next bit Vincent meets his CI, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is John Voight's character, right? No, isn't it? That's when he meets uh, the dude, uh, the one dude, the black dude. The oh ne- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm day, sorry. Right? I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The next day, um, he goes to see the. He goes to see him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. I thought you. I thought you were talking about Neil. Uh, but yeah. Uh, he goes. He goes to see him, and then he's, he's like. Talking to him about <laughs> that whole that scene is fucking great. And I love that. That's like, I was literally watching the scene and watching Al Pacino's performance, and like, I forgot that what was coming. And like, he's playing it so cool, and I'm watching it, and I was thinking, oh, I was telling you downstairs, like, I think this is the last Al Pacino role where he's just really, really like the coolest motherfucker you could be. Yeah. Um, him and Robert De Niro are like, yeah, yeah. and Val Kilmer and yeah. like just so cool in this movie. 
Um, after this, we get like a lot of other outrageous performances, like we were talking about Devil's Advocate and uh, Any Given Sunday and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, but I was watching it. And I'm like, dang, he's playing this so subtle and so cool. And immediately when I thought that in my head, he starts going, "Give me all you get, <laughs> give me all you get." Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. He's like my brother, man. He's gonna call you. Yeah. He's like, he's not here right now, is he? No. He's looking under the table. <laughs> so good. The Bay Area, my ass. Yeah. My, you got a brother somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll meet you, man. He's like, and you be there too. It's like I can't be there. I gotta I be on it. You be, be there, there too. <laughs> He's like, did you fall in love last night? Yeah. Just tell me. Just tell me. Because I'll, I'll I'll believe that. <laughs> Stuff is good, man. Oh, so good. Anytime he he walks on, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Fucking awesome. Um, I love... Uh, Albert is his name. Albert. I have, I have it here. Oh, Albert. Okay. Albert. Uh, I love when they're trying to... Uh, oh, no. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Sorry. Brother somewhere was fucking Neil. When he was telling uh, Edie where he's from. Remember? He's like, oh, I'm from the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And she goes, any siblings? He's like, I don't know. I've got a brother somewhere. Uh-huh. Which also, nah, that's, yeah, no, yeah, I remember that part, you know. For, this is for, for later, for something later, like sequel or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's, that's what I was thinking, I was thinking like, uh, the, what the fuck is their last name? Vega Brothers. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like that, like yeah. there's another movie out there where there's another fucking Dude. high stakes fucking, uh, criminal. What do you think his brother's like? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's what was going through my head. Yep. And you're like, oh yeah, for another sequel. I was like, yeah, for sure. I think that Michael Mann wrote a sequel to this book or to this movie. Yeah, he, he wrote did. a book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I should want, actually want to pick that up. Sounds kind of cool. Um, the uh, do you have any other? Because my the next scene that I that I w- had down was uh, uh, the drive when they're at the drive-in trying to get their their uh, their money for the fucking for the bonds or whatever oh yeah i just got one last thing yeah don't waste my motherfucking time (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's it i do i do like uh they're trying to get they have they the the homeless person i think is a is that one that gives up uh, that he heard somebody call slick, slick, right? Yeah. That was the and biggest the, piece of the puzzle. Actually. Yeah, 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 no, for real. More so than uh, the the Wayne Grove ratting on them. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. if if that hadn't happened, like, yeah. a lot of the a lot of at first they wouldn't even have their names. They wouldn't have nothing. Yeah. Because he, when Vincent walks away in the club, yeah, uh, he hears oh, him. He's like, "Oh, this slick is blah blah blah," and, so what, and then he what, turns what around and he comes back and he comes back. Yeah, because he's ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. And if that and see, that's the great thing about this movie is there's so many instances of if this happened five seconds yeah. later or ten minutes later or something like that, then none of it would. Fuck the academy not work. pick up on shit like that Shite. and be like, "This movie's genius." Yeah, it's it's. Matic. It's not just the fucking cops and robbers. Yeah, dude. Like we know. said, the attention to detail in this movie yeah. is fucking great. And it's all there on paper how Michael Mann wrote it, you know? It's not as if it's an interpretation. That, like, It's just so crazy that he got passed for so many different things. And yeah. the performances in this movie, yeah. uh, just insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just those tiny details are just so fucking great. Um, 
<laughs> what do you What do you got over there? Just quotes. Can we? we let, you go ahead, and then we can all we can just pick our favorite quotes all right, all right, for right, Al Pacino yeah, yeah. later. Okay. Um, yeah. No. So the uh, the uh, the tension that this, that this movie builds through through like hiding things from the audience, kind of, or showing them when they need to, is is insane. So like the scene of the drive-in when they're trying to get their package, and yeah. you know. Robert De Niro had called him. He's like, send one man by himself. And yeah, obviously yeah. it looks like there's one man, but right away they show – Michael Mann shows us that somebody's creeping up on Robert De Niro. Yeah. But at that point, we think Robert De Niro's alone. Yep. And then we realize that Chris is on the fucking roof across from him. And then he tells him, like, oh, this guy right there, dude, so smashes sick. that dude, oh, ma- yeah. mangles his leg, like, yeah. can't, like, move away. Love how his homie just fucking books out on him. Yeah. I, I'm surprised, like, how good they are at – and that's that's kind of a cool thing that Michael Mann does, too. How good they are at using their weapons, and Chris has got a clear line of sight on the guy mm-hmm. in the front seat, and he shoots, like, a couple oh, rounds yeah. and still doesn't hit him. Yeah. And it's not until that guy drives through the fence and Tom Sizemore fucking gives yeah. him, like, a couple slugs with the shotgun, and that's what knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, all, that's all fucking cool. Uh, the, one, the one thing that I was like – why is he doing this is uh obviously if you've ever i don't know there's not a lot of drive-ins anymore and i know a lot of people this these age these ages haven't yeah. got haven't gone to the drive-in before yeah um and even these the drive-in that uh is in this movie is a lot different from how they are now because back in the day so now if you went to a drive-in which there aren't very many i think there's one in riverside they just closed one down the street from our house you uh they give you a uh, radio station to turn into and that's yeah. how you listen to the movie but back in the day you had well people seen grease right uh yeah that you, thing that you, the, uh, you, yeah you had speaker, po- right? you had poles next to your car and there's a little box speaker yeah. and then you could either hang it on your window or just leave it right there yeah which is crazy cuz that's seems like such a shitty way to listen to a movie i'm sure that the audio is terrible garbage yeah, yeah. I, I i had been to the drive-in like that a long time ago but i can't, can't really remember what it was like like i said I, I we saw i saw cop and a half in jurassic park Hell like that yeah. um but yeah um <laughs> the one thing that bothered me, oh yeah the other thing that's why i said about the drive-ins the other thing about drive-ins are there's all these humps in there oh, yeah, so yeah. that when you drive in, your the front of your car goes up, uh, so you could see the screen, and you're not really the back of your car is not blocking anybody. Yeah. So he's uh, Robert De Niro's in the car, and he's like the dude that he broke his leg. He's fucking going up and down, but he's still shooting at him. <laughs> but dude, I feel like one, you're not gonna hit no, anything. No, just wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna hit anything. And two, like dude, like come on, it's. More than likely, you're gonna go over a hump, and the gun's gonna come down. You're gonna bah. shoot your fucking kneecap yeah. off or something. So that's the one part I was watching. I was like, dude, that's, that's unnecessary. There's a lot of shooting through the windows in this movie. Yeah, oh, there's a whole bunch. Yeah, you know, I always think of how loud guns. Oh, are. dude, you yeah, ever fired a gun. Yes, I have. Um, inside of a car, I, c- I couldn't I, imagine. I fired one inside of a camper, and oh shit, it was extremely loud. Yeah. You didn't have earplugs. I might, I'm, right? I'm, I might have to cut this out. But um, <laughs> so, how it, long ago was it? You might be fine. I was in junior high. Uh, I think um, so <laughs> I, I was in junior high, and I, and me and my best friend, we had this other friend, this white guy, lived in Chino, and he lived on a big like ranch property, right? Mm-hmm. And his dad had a lot of guns, like a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, he was telling us about them. We're like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, let's go shoot them. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, great idea. So, dude, I'm 12, 13 years old. Well, all of us are. Oh, yeah. And so he goes into his dad's room, <laughs> lifts up his dad's mattress. Dude, dude's got- Under like the mattress? AK's fucking- What the fuck? He took out a Beretta and a 45, and we went into this back property. There's a camper in there. We've got a big log- and he wrapped a bulletproof vest around it. He also had a room. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck was his dad? Some white guy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he wrapped it around, and we got in the camper, and he, we had these, and he mm. gave he gave them to us, right? Uh-huh. So we went in the camper, ha- took a couple clips with us, like one each, oh and then God. I got to we both unloaded on the fucking bulletproof vest <laughs> in the fucking camper. Three 13-year-olds, oh, no supervision at all. Oh, my God. And so I shot the Beretta once. I shot the forty five once. We all got to shoot both guns once, uh, like unloaded a clip on them. And then fucking... Dude. <laughs> and then we were in there, and then fucking... He, he was like, hey, I dare you guys to take one ear thing out and fucking let me shoot the thing. And I was like, all right. So I fucking took one out, and he shot it. I was like, ah! Yeah. Like, dude, my fucking eardrum was done. And, like, the whole rest of the day, I just had fucking ringing in my ear. I was like, God oh, damn. Dude, yeah. And then afterwards, we took the bulletproof vest off, and we popped the bullets out, and they're all, like, fucking mangled in there. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is fucking cool. And, dude, probably the stupidest thing. I mean, at the time, for me, like, looking at it, he was very, like, like he knew don't he fuck, yeah, don't point the fucking gun. Don't, if, don't. Even if it's not loaded, if I tell you it's not loaded, oh, don't so point he, the gun. He knew. he knew what he was doing. Still, though. Yeah, but still, like. You guys did. And, and, and I took it very seriously because I'm like, that's a fucking gun. Like, yeah. I could die. And yeah. my homie, I, I know he was, like, pretty. He wasn't an idiot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, at the time, I still think, like, we were being so kind of responsible. Scary, but, dude, dude. At, at any point, like. Yeah, like if his dad would have showed up right then, or if like the fucking bullet ricocheted off something, yeah, and we yeah. got shot. At, like, dude, just uh, it could have been all bad, all bad. But how many of those bullets on the um, on the vest had gone through? None. Did you check? None. Uh, none. Oh shit. Yeah. Not even from the forty-five. Wow. Yeah, they were all bent, they were all bent like fucking on the ins. It, it was weird because on the inside, it was like flat bullet on the in- like on the outside, but on the in- on the inside. There was like four prongs in the middle, like they were molded together like that. Oh, whoa. I was like, "Damn, what the fuck?" Damn. It was it was crazy. How close were you? You pretty close. The camper was like the to, side no, to like, the to the vest. When yeah, shot the bullet. so like the wall to that wall, like right there. It was yeah. crazy. Wow, <laughs> that's a crazy story, dude. <laughs> Um, but yeah, kids don't do that. If yeah, don't your friend's don't, dad has a mattress. Yeah, don't pl- don't play with guns, kids. Uh, fuck, I could have lost my life. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Mattress full of guns, dude. He dude. had like a lot of guns, <laughs> a lot of guns. It's crazy. And bulletproof vest for some reason. Were they, like, were they also uh, positioned in the way like a movie would have them? Like the the, the handguns here. Rifles yeah, pretty, here, yeah, pretty, shotguns pretty much. Here. Yeah, they were under his mattress. They weren't all scattered though, right? No, no, They're no. They're probably no. like, like, no, they were like laid, laid down, like Dude, all proportionally. That is wild. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> super crazy time. Uh, let's get back to this movie though. Yeah, that was pretty fun though. I like, I like that. That I could be a scene in a movie. It could a scene where, where it goes wrong. Something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. What 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 else are we do we need to get to here? Where do we leave off? <laughs> um, we were talking about the drive-in scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So they find out that they're not, they didn't get their money, and then they call back uh, fucking Van Zant. Van Zant, and that's another great quote. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? I'm talking to an empty phone. I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm talking to an empty phone because there's a dead man on the other side of this. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And that, that look that he has, he, he knows. Because he was trying to act hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he was like, nobody steal. Well, he's like, nobody steals from Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah. And then, nope. Nobody tries to kill Vincent and his crew. Neil and his crew. Or, fuck, Neil and his crew. See, okay, that that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy his name as Neil. He doesn't look like a Neil to me. That's I know true. that's not his real name. At least I don't think. Neil McCulley. He's more of a Vincent. He is more of a Vincent. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Neil is a Yeah. I don't I don't think I just don't feel it. Yeah, I don't know. Neil Well, like you said, Vincent sounds like Vincent, he looks like a Vincent. Vincent McCauley. Yeah, Vincent McCauley. That sounds pretty good to me. It does. Better than Neil. Like I said, Neil I knew. Didn't or just like Vince. Vince, yeah. Vinny. Vinny McCauley. <laughs> but yeah, no, Vincent, Vince. I think I think that sounds good, uh, Neil. I'm not. I I I, I agree. I'm not buying it. <laughs> they could have. I mean, as soon as you knew Robert De Niro was going to be your man, you should have changed it to something else. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I had a oh, fuck. So the way I was trying to keep track instead of like writing the scene for scene. Yeah, I would just put quotes from that scene so I, like I know where I'm at. Okay. So like you know, that's I, what, I wrote. So there's there's a. Um, there's a lot of so Michael Mann, like we said, he's been in the business for a while, and he does a lot of. We've talked about it before. Um, he does a lot of 70s zooms in this movie, where we mm-hmm. have like a wide establishing shot of two characters sitting far away, and then we're kind of just pushing in on them slowly or quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when he does it, which is kind of like off-putting because it doesn't really. Usually, when you're focusing in on something, you want. Unless I'm not getting what he's trying to say, when he shows up, when uh, Neil shows up to his house and Chris is asleep on the floor, and then they they sit side by side, uh, it's like a two shot, and Chris is in the foreground and he's pushing in on Neil, mm. but then they keep cutting back and forth in between that zoom between uh, Chris and Neil, like mm-hmm. you know, like one like a one on one. And I, I just I found it kind of odd because usually when you're using a, a zoom to like focus in on somebody. Uh, they're they're trying to tell you something, and the only thing I can think of is I think maybe Neil thinks that Chris is like coming loose, so he's like kind of really trying to like probe him to figure out like yo, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. What's going on with your wife? You and your wife or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like I think he's he's uh, really trying to figure out what's going on with with Chris, and yeah. that's the only that's the only thing that I can think of. But the the conversation. Seems casual enough to at least to what they're used to. Um, oh, when he when he wakes up at his place, yeah, yeah. 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 Like obviously, we wouldn't be having conversations like that because their life is way crazier. But yeah. it seems normal enough to them. Oh yeah. Um. So it doesn't seem. And then Chris isn't really. He's kind of not even looking at Robert De Niro. No. He's kind of just like answering his questions and waking up and kind of groggy or whatever. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's just something I noticed that. Uh. It just struck me as odd. Um, on when, on rewatching it, and you know that also is it alludes to uh, you know the, the the depth of their relationship and what might have like what what single event or 
string of events that led to like why they're so close. You know, he's yeah. like a big brother to Chris. Yeah. Like, I wonder what happened. You know, I wonder what Chris did to gain, you know, Neil's respect like that for him to be like, I- I'm going to look out for you. Like, this. yeah. You know, like, and that's what you were saying downstairs earlier is that you, we, I, I mean, I feel the same way as that we wish we had more insight as to why they're that close. Yeah. Because, like we said, he's always t- and he tells he tells Chris the same thing about thirty seconds flat. Like you got you yeah. got to go, but he seems reluctant to leave Chris behind. Oh, you know all what? The time it, you know they were in prison together. Because remember, he tells him he's like, remember what so and so said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's asking him if he recognizes uh, what's his name too at the diner. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he tells him like, oh yeah, he was in jail with us or whatever. He must have done something big for him in prison then. That probably like, saved his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something so, like that. Something crazy. That's nuts. Man, what a life. Uh-huh. What a life. Um, what else do we got here? There's a lot. Dude, this movie's long. So there's, much, there's a yeah. lot to go through. Um, uh, I mean, we can go just wherever. I mean, yeah. Really I mean, like, well, I'm just thinking about things that pop up in my head. Like yeah. uh, when, when, uh, Bef- I think it's before the driving scene, actually, when he's calling about about uh, the meet or whatever, t- or what uh, he's outside of the hotel watching uh, Ashley Judd, and yeah. he sees Hank Azaria come out, yeah, 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 and then super smooth, she sees the fucking uh, the cleaning lady yeah. thing right there, so she goes right to the door, and then he bursts in, and fucking so strange that he's like, "You're gonna give Chris one more chance," and then blah blah blah. It's like he's like, I'll, "I'll set you up myself." Yeah, anything you want. Yeah, however you want it. And get get clean, go home. Yeah, clean up, go home. Clean up, go, go home. home. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 reminded me a lot of Goodfellas when when uh, Jimmy and uh, and Polly go see. Oh Henry. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like she'll kill you, she'll but kill she won't divorce him. She won't divorce him. She'll kill him. She won't divorce him. <laughs> Look, we know what this is, okay? You got to go home. You got to go home. Um, Very Jimmy-like. I'm not saying you have to go now. Yeah. (laughs) We got to go back. (laughs) Very uh, Jimmy-like behavior in that that scene. Yeah. When he bursts in the hotel room. Yeah, I know, for sure. Very Jimmy-ish. Jimmy Conway-ish. Yeah. but yeah, that's that's uh that's one scene. That's how we get introduced to Hank Azaria. We don't we don't see him or talk to him yet. Yeah. But that's we get we, they plan it that oh Vincent's going to use him later on to get yeah. to them. Um. The the second almost heist, like pretty much after they get the slick thing, then uh, and then he gets it from Tone Loke. Yeah. They get the jacket on Tom Sizemore, and then they want to know who he's meeting with, who they're meeting with, and all that stuff. And then that's when they start having their surveillance on them. Uh, really good police work. Oh yeah. Until you know they think they're doing great. Um, great scene when <clears throat> they already know that they're made pretty much uh, because of <clears throat> the scene, the almost heist where they have to walk away. I love that. I love the language that that is used is so like very uh succinct like you like not a lot of words so like obviously some dipshit fucking sits down in yeah. the trailer makes noise and robert de niro 
Here's him. Dude. I also love them watching, and you can see Looking that, at him, that, yeah. bl- that blue face of his, and he just looks so I menacing on there. It's yeah. fucking so cool. Um, They're just looking right at each other. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, insane. Oof. And, like, Robert De Niro knows something's out there. Yep. But when he goes back in with uh, <clears throat> to go get Val Kilmer, he doesn't say, hey, come on, we got to go. Like, we're in trouble. He just says, walk. I'm yeah. almost there. Walk. And yeah. then they, they have to fucking yeah. leave. Um, that's just fucking really cool. Yeah. And then that's when they know that they're made. Yeah. That they have heat on them. And then they have that meeting <clears throat> where they decide to do the bank job anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great scene. Uh, Robert De Niro. And that's what I wrote down here too. To know and still go. Yeah. Like – they know these motherfuckers have their yeah. number. They have they, he's but like, they don't yeah, know dude. where, what bank. Yeah, no, they don't. They yeah. don't. Um, but they know that they have all their fucking records. They have like they have they know Tapping. where their, their houses are, their phone numbers, everything. Yeah. They know. And Chris is still like, no, let's go. Yeah. And then I love that uh, Tom Sizemore tries to like, oh, like if you're gonna do it, I'll do it. Like you know. And he's like, no, nah, dude, you have to think. You got your wife. You already have money put away. Yeah. You have real estate. Like, yeah. you need to decide right now. It's just you. Don't bring me into this. It's you. Yeah. And then he's like, no, let's go. And then you see the smile on Chris's face because he's like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. this shit. They need him. Yeah, yeah dude. He, no, for he, sure. He's the guy that will, if need be, execute whoever yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. You know, he's, that's his job. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. he's the muscle. Yeah. Um, it's, dude, it's, it's a, that's a really great scene. And but then, then he gives that line. Which one? For me, the action is the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the action is the juice. Awesome. Um, but, he, but hold on. So that, that that right there is where you're like, okay, he doesn't give a fuck about, mm-hmm. about his family. Yeah, yeah. No, not all. really. At no, all. no. Because like he said, you're set up. You're Dude, good. Yeah, yeah, you can you're retire. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nah. 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 <laughs> I want, I, I, lo- I love it. Yeah. I need it. Um, that's That's great. And then... You know, I I love that. That's when they decide we know we're made. We're still going to do this. So then they put on a little show for mm-hmm. the LAPD. Yeah, they're there, and then they're talking some bullshit. Oh, they well escape route this way, escape yeah. route this way. But it doesn't make any sense to the yeah. LAPD. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So they go, and they're like standing there, and they're all like, "What are they looking at? What are they looking at here?" Yeah, blah yeah, yeah. blah. And then you realize, oh, oh. they're looking at us. Yes, yeah. All right. And, and he's then, up top. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> shooting pictures of him and shit like that. And that's another thing. Like, the way Michael Mann did it is like, oh, just, oh no, they're, they're on to them and yeah. everything like that. And it's like, no, nope. they're on to them, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's just fucking cool, man. What does he tell him when he's there and he realizes that, that Vincent and his crew are watching him? He's like. Good job, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I I like when uh, when he's like working it and he's not telling the other cops. He's just like, this fucking guy, is he good or is he good? Yeah. It's like, dude, just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, dude, so fucking awesome. And then that just goes to show you how good of fucking criminals they are. They're just like miles ahead of the competition. It's just insane. And like we said, a lot of, like, dude, they're so close to getting away from the heist with nothing going wrong. They didn't right. kill anybody. They didn't do anything. They're just fucking doing their job. Had that fucking call at the station, not the call, but uh, getting, the tip. Uh, getting the tip at the station came 
Five minutes later, dude, 30 seconds later, yeah, they because be they were getting in the car that's, ready that's, to go. That's the time it took for Chris to get to the car. Yeah, pretty, pretty 30 much. Seconds. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And it's it's just insane. It's yeah. uh like, and yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. The walk to the car is an eternity. Oh, Because dude, in yeah, that yeah. time, they're gaining on them, and they're like, you think they're they're like a couple blocks away. Yeah. But they're they're just right there. Mm-hmm. But it takes forever, dude, for yeah. him to get to the car, and then they're already there. I love in, in range to shoot. I love all the smiles, and they're just yeah. the only one that doesn't smile is Robert De Niro. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like Robert De Niro is the Kobe of the group. There's a very famous uh, inter- uh, after game uh, interview with Kobe, and they they're. In a series of seven, and they just won uh, by the like they just won the last game. So they're getting they're getting interviewed, and he's like, <clears throat> he's like just not happy. And they're like, well, why why aren't you happy? And he's like, let's we're not done yet. Game's not over. Did we win the series? No. Well, then we're not done yet. Yeah, like that. So like that's how Robert De Niro is in this situation. Just you know, he fucking. Until we're gone, I ain't fucking dealing with any, like, and honestly, the whole movie, he kind of doesn't crack a full smile no, the whole movie. No. There's parts where him and when Vincent are talking, it looks like he's going to smile. Oh, in the diner? In the diner. Yeah. Um, But he never, he never breaks it. Oh, like when he says, neither do I. Yeah. Like you think he's about to, but not. Yeah. That's, and that, we have to bring up that scene. That's uh one of the best, like, one-on-one, like, dude, just think about who these actors are at what at this point in their careers playing these two great fucking roles yeah. just face to face with each other at a table you have fucking taxi like fucking Travis Bickle and fucking the Godfather just fucking right across from each other just going head to head and like that scene is just so crazy and i wrote the fucking line brother oh yeah you're going down so it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to make, make a, a widow. Brother. <laughs> you're going down. Yeah, but kind of sounds side. like Carlito's way right there. There's a, there's a flip side to that coin. Oh, yeah. yeah, just, dude, that whole scene is just fucking insane. And I, and I love, they're doing so much surveillance and they're doing everything that they uh, need to do to follow this crew around. And because he knows that they are. It's like, dude, you're not going to stop. Like, yeah, let's go have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to stop me from doing it. You think you're going to fucking intimidate me to pull out of this shit? First yeah. of all, you don't even know what I'm doing yet. Uh, there's no reason for me to back down. No reason for me not to talk to you. No reason for me to, like, shy away or occur or whatever. Like, you yeah. don't have anything on me yet. So, yeah. What are you, you going to do? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just insane. That whole conversation between them, they're just... There's n- neither of them are backing down. Yeah, like, yeah, and it and it's great too that that uh, Al Pacino tells him is like now that I'm sitting here face to face with you, if I got to put you away, I won't like it because mm-hmm. he tells like, oh, I, I like this guy's tenacity. Yeah, I yeah. like this guy's fucking just go because he's the same way. Yeah, yeah. It's like I I don't go home to my wife's. I don't go anything. Yeah. This is the job this for me. It. I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah, and that's what they tell each other. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, like, this is it. They're like two sides of this or t- two sides of the same coin. It's right. fucking insane. It's really cool. Um, right after that is when he goes back to the to the station, 
and then they oh yeah and they find out that they, they fucking dro- they dropped them everything yeah. everything i had coffee with them 30 minutes ago dude they lost everything yeah. that's so dope too yeah. i fucking love that this is like rated r ocean's 11 yeah like, oh yeah just so many slick fucking moves that just when he's like does anybody know where the fuck these people are? Yeah, dude. <laughs> because like as a as a viewer, you're just like, oh, dude, how they they're they're watching them twenty four seven. How are they gonna do this? And then when that scene comes up, it's just like, yeah, they're free for all now. Yeah. now they could do anything. Yep, they're never they're not gonna surface. They're like, dude, they're gonna fucking they're gonna do it. Yeah, and it seems awesome. Uh, and then that's where we get, you know. The fact that they they pr- plan so meticulously, and then they bring in uh, the driver whose name escapes me right now. Like that same day, I have to fucking ask him like, right now, yes or no? And yeah. It's just like he didn't even tell him what the fucking job was, what yeah, the, yeah. what his cut was, yeah, anything. Well, he knew. I mean, he knows him by reputation, so he yeah. knows it's going to be a lot of money. But like, dude, the danger. The cut, like, is the cut worth the danger? Like, yeah. all of it, you know? I think I think uh, Neil probably knows him pretty good and, and knows, yeah, yeah. like, there's no way this fucker's happy doing this shit. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, so... if I was at the diner looking at that dude, I could tell he's not fucking happy yeah. with it. I do love that he throws his boss in the fucking, yeah. <laughs> into the dishes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? Bitch, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I would never talk to a giant dude like yeah. that. Like, hell what? no. Like, uh... You can leave. <laughs> Want to take the day off? Or yeah, ridiculous. But uh, dude, the uh, the heist scene in general probably uh, this movie is arguably like the best heist movie ever. I I for my money, I think it is probably. Yeah. Um, and this scene is probably like the best fucking bank robbery scene I've ever seen. When they pop in, yeah, it's just so good. I love. How, like we said, how meticulous they are about everything that they're doing, the time that they have to do it in, the like their their positioning, how they fucking take out all the guards, how they have everybody sit down, mm-hmm. and fucking like we said earlier, like telling the people, think about your families. Yeah. This isn't your money; it's yeah. the bank's money. All that stuff, and it looks like all's going well, but then we're gonna cut back to the to the police department mm-hmm. and then that's when they get the tip and then they're out the door like yeah. as soon as they fucking hear it they're like oh we're going we're going yeah because they get the fucking location and they get the time and they're like fuck dude. that's oh. right now yeah. like let's fuck. go do that part so fuck dude like tom tom sizemore gets in the car first and he's fucking happy, so happy as yeah. shit dude and I, dude i'd be fucking happy too. Oh, yeah. you have millions of dollars at your side you didn't have to kill anybody like yeah. anything it's just so good and then you know each one of those those bags are for them, right? Like yeah. that bag's yours, this bag's mine. Yeah, I mean, I think they have to cut the driver in too, yeah, and but. and something for. Uh, but I think they say the score is like twelve point something. Oh yeah, more um, than enough to go around. So like probably four million for each of them, and then and then maybe a million for the driver, like oh, John Voight or whatever. Yeah, but oh, between the two, yeah, yeah, uh, but Robert De Niro gets in the car too, and then. Chris is walking out, and I, and then it's so they like they knew because they they're like oh we have to take them in the car so they knew they had to like get out like further out and then Al Pacino and everybody they're walking down the street like trying to fucking stay behind everything mm-hmm. and I love that uh, uh, 
fuck, what's his name? Uh, Bubba and fuck, and the other dude, they're like using that bus as cover as it's moving, but yeah. like then it pulls away, and then Chris is like gives that smile, and then the car moves, and you see them across, and dude doesn't unloads, doesn't do anything but lift that gun up and just, yeah. and dude just the. The sound design in that scene oh, is so incredible. fucking sick. The echo, yeah, uh, the rounds going off. Yeah, it's it's insane. And so they they all get well. Chris gets in the car after that. He puts a couple down or whatever, and then they fucking drive off. And then, dude, there's kind of no way they're getting out of there in that yeah. car. At least it's yeah. just it's insane. They they get lit up they're like so crazy. So quickly. Yeah. yeah, they get lit up. Obviously, the driver buys it. Fucking dead. They have to get out, and then there's just that huge fucking firefight. They kill a lot of cops. Like for them only being three of them, and there's like a shitload of cops against them. Like, dude. But like I said, they're very tactical. Yeah, the the way that they're moving, like covering each other, like like military tactics. I think the most impressive uh, display is is seeing Val Kilmer. He's shooting one way, turns around, shoots the other way, turns around, shoots the other way. Yeah, he's doing he's doing crazy crazy shit. And you know Val Kilmer. As far as the role goes, like he would have went all in oh, on yeah. like figuring out how to do all that shit as accurately as possible. Um, What's wild is this this role from him. He doesn't have nearly as many memorable lines. Oh no, definitely as not. anyone else. Definitely not. But it's his attitude, dude. It's, it's his it's face. It's exactly his body language. That's it's, what I was saying. Because, dude, uh, when I put this on earlier, and I always felt this, always felt this, but. And I get the the consensus too from everybody I know that's seen this movie because he's a quiet guy. Yeah, yeah. His character he, he barely a quiet says dude. anything. Yeah. But I put this on earlier, and me and Jerry were talking, or Jerry was there when I put it on, and he was just like, "Dude, Val Kilmer's so sick in this movie." I was like, "Yeah, he is." Yeah. But you're right; he doesn't say or do anything. <laughs> yeah. But his, like his demeanor and everything, just, you're just like, "Damn, yeah. he's so fucking cool." Yeah. Just so awesome. Yeah. And it just, dude, that's just Val Kilmer star power, man. Yeah. He's just fucking killing it in this movie killing it uh yeah that's another person jerry hadn't like i remember a couple years ago like not even that long ago um he had told me he'd never seen heat and i was like dang you never seen that movie like fuck you gotta watch it and then he yeah. watched it he's like oh yeah dude that's a fucking amazing movie yeah but yeah uh as that scene goes on the uh the shootout I can't remember what happens, but like too much of too much is going on that fucking Sizemore gets separated from yeah, him, yeah. and he kind of has to book it to get to get cover or whatever. Yeah. They're just surrounded by so many people, yeah. and then uh, Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer are just in that firefight. They're moving pretty well, and then uh, homeboy Indian dude uh, gets gets the sights on Val Kilmer. Val Jeez. Kilmer takes one in the clavicle and uh, the collarbone, and he goes down, goes down hard. And Robert De Niro's not going to leave him. Picks him up and fucking broken rule. Yeah, carries carries his ass out of there. Uh, Sizemore, we we were talking about this earlier. He's running around as far as he can, but he's getting chased everywhere. And then he sees a little girl. You said that you thought that he picked her up to get her out of there, and that he wasn't using her as a human shield. Uh, that's just what I'd like to think. <laughs> yeah. Because he has kids. No, you know? I, I feel you on that one. But, I feel you on that one. But, like, he could have just ran in a different – if I saw a kid, I would just run in a different direction. Yeah. So I didn't want him to get shot. But he purposely, like, picks her up and then yeah. like, turns around and everything, which, I mean, they're not going to shoot her. Yeah. So 
but which is crazy too because Al Pacino they would never take that shot. I don't know, I don't man. Cops are so. <laughs> cops are kind of fucking gung ho these days. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, I would never think that you would take a shot with the little girl. Like even yeah, he hits him in the head too. Yeah. But dude, that guy he could have passed her over or right. anything. Like yeah, that could have been all bad. But he was in the Marines, so mm-hmm. that's why they mentioned that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, crazy. He's probably a Nam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they mentioned that, no? Uh, um, not not that he was in, in Vietnam, but I thought they mentioned, uh, or was it, was it, I could have sworn they mentioned someone in the movie was a veteran. They, they mentioned that they're, they're veterans. I, I yeah. just don't know if they mentioned Vietnam. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, dude, it's a crazy ass scene, but ultimately, fucking, yeah, Tom Sizemore shot in the head, goes down. They lose $4 million of the take. Neil and Chris do get away. Uh, damn, what's crazy is, like, you like you like these characters, but especially when when uh, they're about to get in the car, yeah. and uh, obviously the cops are chasing them, and fucking Robert De Niro doesn't think twice. There's, like, ladies and people, oh, right? In, be- in between him and the police officers, he just turns around real because he's got to just put covering fire real quick so he could get further away. Dude just sprays Dude. into that parking lot, and I'm just like, damn, that's a fucking... They didn't, did they show bystanders getting shot? No. I mean, he... But 100% if they, if they If he did hit him, it wouldn't have fucking changed his mind one oh, way no. or the other. He would have just kept going. The money know? was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, they get away, and then we get the Jeremy Piven scene. Which I totally forgot he was in this movie, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we find out that you know Chris's clavicle's broken. He's in shock, and then he's gonna get picked up by John Voight's character, and then Nate. Be, be with him until uh, until uh, Robert De Niro comes see him. We glossed over a, a couple of parts. No, we glossed over a lot, dude. There's so much yeah, in this movie. Yeah. But um, I know when they go see uh, Hank Azaria, and then obviously, oh, hold on, you got your shirt on. <laughs> I, I was hoping you were gonna wear yours too. I was gonna wear it. And I totally forgot. I was gonna put it on before you got here, but I didn't think about it. Um, what you call it? Uh, what shirt am I wearing, Steve? Steven? You have a shirt on that has three faces of uh, Vincent Hanna, eyes bulging out of his skull, <laughs> jaw hanging down low, and it says, She got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Yeah, dude. Uh, the greatest line from this fucking movie. Yeah, it's the most memorable for yeah. sure, without a doubt. Uh, I love Hank Azaria's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then his superseding fucking uh, just what he's talking about. When I think about a woman's, a woman's ass, ass, something comes out something's of me. Something's come out. Something comes out of me. Dude, the best is looking at West Studi's face in the back. Yeah, because they said that part wasn't in the script. Oh, really? Yeah, so they didn't yeah, know I gotta, that was coming. I gotta look at it again. So if look at his face when he says it, and he has a little smirk, but he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's just look at that man work. Yeah, he's just, like, "God damn it, dude!" <laughs> That's Al Pacino, baby. Uh, dude, yeah, just that that stuff's really great. Um, 
What what else do you have over there? Because we, we did gloss over a lot. If there's anything else that we need to mention before we get like closer to the end, uh, so that's all before the heist bank robbery. Basically, after that, that's when that's when Neil goes on his redemption. Yeah, you know, yeah. hell's coming with him. Yeah, he's got to kill everybody, and um, he just starts taking down each each fucking loose end mm-hmm. or you know whoever fucked him over. Yeah, um, I did want to mention because. Um, they obviously we were talking about Wayne Grove being like a psychopath at the beginning because he just fucking kills. He's very uh, not Vincent Vega, uh, Vic Vega. Yeah, about it. Like he just kills that dude in cold blood. And then we didn't talk about when he's with the prostitute girl. And yeah, yeah, we don't see him kill her, but we know that's what's yeah. happening. Um, and then we mentioned it downstairs when you we were watching it, the Danny Trejo scene when he dies. Uh, that we see the legs of the woman in the in the room, and she's obviously in my head. You don't see she, it, but she's, she, naked. she's naked. Yeah, and you know that fucking Wayne Grow did it because he's a fucking psychopath and yeah. just crazy or whatever. Um, and it's just those subtleties because they they could have easily shown her whole body naked, mm-hmm. like dead yeah, or whatever. Too, yeah, but because Michael Mann had set it up so like I mean yeah he kills a guard but then we show him with a young prostitute and he murders and then we don't see him murder but we know what happens. Yeah. Just the subtlety of showing bare legs with blood on them, yeah, yeah. you know exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's like how good of a director yeah, Michael Mann. You don't need is. to see it. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Um yeah, I just I I just think that's great directing. I just want to bring that that piece up. But yeah, that's when he's going. He's looking for Wayne Grow. He goes and he kills uh, fucking. He kills Trejo. He kills Trejo. Yeah, out of mercy. Yeah. And then he goes straight to. Um, well, after that, I think is when. When Vincent finds uh, Henry Rollins. Yeah. Right. Catches Hugh, him. Hugh Benny. Yeah. Throws him out the window. Yeah, ask him how how he knew blah 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 who who gave you the info, and then uh, <clears throat> then the, then they're John, watching. John, yeah, John Voigt's giving uh, telling him where Van Zandt's house is. Yeah, and then that's where he heads to, right? Yeah, to go find him. Yeah, it's like where's Wayne Grill? How the hell should I know? Boom, boom, yeah. boom! Just kills him. Um, yeah. Fucking great way to to say, honey. I'm, I'm home. home. Yeah, just, throw the chair through. That's why people don't live in glass houses. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah great stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we get pretty close to the end. Basically, Chris is the only one that gets away. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Rob De Niro's looking for an out. They're trying to find. They think they say they have like a ten hour window. Of, yeah. Uh, if they don't get him in ten hours, he's gone. Which man. Seems like so much time for you to get away, but yeah. you have to think like you're in Los Angeles. I don't because when I think about movies like this in certain situations, like even fucking like fucking Scream or Halloween or anything, yeah. it's like if you got on a fucking bus and there was nobody around mm-hmm. and just took it to the end of the line or like to San Bernardino or any, mm-hmm. how would anybody find you anywhere? You know, yeah. especially back then back with then, no yeah. fucking camera phones oh, yeah. or anything like that, like. It's just insane. You can become a you're you're a ghost. Yeah. So, so fast. Which is which brings up a point where we were talking about downstairs too is that uh, they have the scene where everybody's realizing that their husband's dead uh, on the news broadcast, and I was saying like how crazy it is that if you weren't watching TV at that moment, mm-hmm. 
you would never know that that happened until way later. Yeah. Because now we're on our phones and like we could be on Instagram or whatever and be scrolling and doesn't matter if you really follow any news pages. Some yeah. like somebody's gonna post about it like yeah. really quick, especially a j- crazy ass shootout like that. Oh, you for know. Sure. Um. But yeah, then we kind of just get to the end of the movie. Uh. Where, you know, Robert De Niro's got his back up against the wall and it's kind of like a little showdown between him and Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a little little, uh, anticlimactic to me, not because it's a bad ending to the movie. It's just I hate seeing Robert De Niro go out like that. Yeah. Like back up against the wall or whatever. I would have loved to rather see him like, like. Blaze of Glory, like fucking mm. just crazy shootout with the yeah. police, and he just gets lit up by a bunch of people. But like, yeah, it's just it's a little unceremonious for the character. But I mean, that's what happens when you like live these lives, you yeah. know. And like, nothing's always like fucking big Hollywood budget. It's people die alone a and, lot of the time, and it's exactly what they both said too. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, exactly. That's the only way it it, sh- it should should have happened. Yeah, you know, one of them had to die. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because, uh, you know, like he said, he's like, you, you got to go down. Like, once once they got the body count, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, Vincent was like, this guy's dead. Yeah. He's dead, and I'm going to kill him. Yeah. 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 You tell as, as unemotional as Vincent is about his own family and everything, you could tell he actually does care about people. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. People's lives and people's feelings and mm-hmm. shit. So it's, it's interesting. Um, what about, what about after the bank robbery, everything that happens to him, to Vincent when he goes home? Yeah. Like that's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, he, Coming home to his wife cheating on him. Yeah. Natalie Portman tries to kill, kill herself. herself. Yeah. Is that a hotel or an apartment? It looks like a hotel room. It does look like a hotel room. How did she get in there? I don't know. I don't know. I always think that. I, I, like, I, I, I never she, I how never did she find I never thought about his that. his hotel room. Yeah. How did she get in there? I think maybe they, it's maybe it's not. I never really paid attention. Because later on she says she picked your place. That's right. And I'm like, your place? You guys were married? Yeah, living together. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what, and yeah, it's, I feel like that's his, a, thanks, a thankless job that he has. Yeah. You know, he just saves so many people's lives, put, trying to put the bad guys away. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, it's t- tough rap for him, too. I mean, he's going to. He had he kills Robert De Niro and he gets his man, but he's just gonna go on doing this shit forever, and it's always gonna be miserable, and it's mm-hmm. always gonna be. That's why I, I like when they're talking at the diner. And he's like, "What's normal? Normal life? Fucking barbecues and ball games?" Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, normal life like yours, like me? No, no my life's yeah. a fucking mess." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, kind of the end of the movie. Yeah, we got we got there. Uh, I'm glad Chris gets away. Doesn't he look like Val Kilmer in The Saint? He does look like Val Kilmer in The Saint. I think that's what he does after. I think Chris becomes the a Saint, secret, a secret agent. <laughs> well, no, because he grew up in like that orphanage or whatever. Now, in that movie, 
but yeah, uh, I would love to do that movie. By the way, The Saint. Yeah, I'm down. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. more Val Kilmer, please. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. We covered. There's there's a shitload of stuff in this movie yeah. that we probably left out. And that's yeah. probably why they do reheats every fucking year at, it's, on the it's rewatchables. Insane. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a lot that we could still cover, but yeah, um, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Is there anything that you want to talk about before we do the last last bit? There's mainly quotes yeah, that I them. think we should both fire off. Rattle them off. Uh, but before that, how does Nate know everything? Who I, does he have on the, on the payroll? Because he fucking knows. Well, yeah, because I think he's he's been in the game for a long time. I think he has people he trusts because he's getting information from the vice desk too. Yeah. He tells him about when he uh, he tells him about Vincent thinking that uh, Robert De Niro is like a rock star, like crip, like fucking thief or whatever. Yeah, he's like impressed by him and intrigued or whatever. So yeah, he's got people on the payroll. He's got people that he gets kickbacks from, and he knows where to find shit and how to like. He just fucking knows everything. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Just lifetime criminal, man. It's crazy, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a fucking cop back in the day, ah. and he and then he just got in and got out, and fucking now this is what he does. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised. Okay. Yeah. How does Neil get in all these places and never has? Excuse me, sir. Oh, like just walking? Yeah, in, just walking. The in. hotel, the restaurant, the fucking hospital. <laughs> I think uh, the confidence. I think if you just look like you're supposed to be somewhere, more than likely people are just going to be like, okay, that guy belongs. And then also, if I tap Robert De Niro on the shoulder, I was like, excuse me, sir. And he like looked at me. I'd be like, have a good day. Walk walk away. (laughs) No words. Just the look. Yeah, dude. I just, yeah. I would be like. Not you. I was talking to that guy. (laughs) Yeah, that guy over there. What the fuck you think you're doing here, man? Uh, Yeah. No, for sure. What about give me your money, fool? <laughs> and the guy's like, man, you're going to get smoke talking like yeah. that one day. He's like, not going to be you. <laughs> what do you say? He's like, it's not going to be you, fool. <laughs> to hear Al Pacino say fool yeah. is fucking great. It, it is funny. And fucking uh, his, uh, what does he call him? Rap bastard? The oh, no, you, you rap, rap motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other ones do you have? And he's like, man, he's like, I could get, when Tone Locus tell him in the club, he's like, I could get killed for telling you this yeah. shit. He's like, you can get killed walking your doggy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Dude, these are, these are Al Pacino. Right? Oh, dude, no, for sure. There's no right. way Michael Mann wrote, you can you get, get killed walking, walking your doggy. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see Michael Mann writing that. Oh, man. What other ones? Um... Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna save this one for the for the last one, okay? Because it's fucking amazing. But uh, uh, Tom Sizemore has a really funny one because again, he doesn't have as many lines. Yeah. Uh, but when they're in the, in the bank, when they're in the bank in the middle of the, of the, of the robbery, he's telling every, They're all telling everyone, "Shut up, sit down," you know. And he tells somebody, he's like, "Don't look at me again. I'll kill you." <laughs> Dang. Uh, I, so I love good. that little part. Um, and then uh, when Robert De Niro punches the manager, yeah, he's like, "Don't touch it. Sit there. Let it bleed. Let it bleed." Yeah. Um, 
And then I think for me, it's it's the second best line that Al Pacino delivers when he comes home and sees his wife, which I have a, like a crazy like like crush on her. Yeah, I think she's really hot. She's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he comes home and finds Ralph, yeah, sitting on his couch, it's like you can borrow my wife. You can sit on my couch in her in his what did he say in the, in the dead post dead fucking Renaissance bullshit <laughs> yeah. whatever he goes but you do not get to watch my television set <laughs> I think I should go shut up Rob sit down <laughs> dude yeah great uh, great stuff that whole part is amazing and they're ra- talk- both talking about Ralph like he's not there yeah it's uh, it's even oh, more man. savage what she says she's <laughs> like I have to demean myself with Ralph <laughs> to get closure with you like dude he's right there yeah bro do you want me to leave yeah. no I don't want you to leave I want you to sit down and shut up <laughs> oh man so yeah that, that those are the ones I have to say because every fucking time it kills me. Um, I'm glad you remembered. I'm glad you wrote them down. Yeah. I, Yeah, like you said, most of the great quotes in this movie are from fucking Al Pacino because he is the master of yelling things. Yes. And they're just so fucking ridiculous. But it's it's if you yell them like that, they mean that much oh, more. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, I had one thing, too. I had I put an asterisk. asterisk. I can't say this fucking word. Asterisk. You just said Asterix. it. Asterisk. Is that what it, yeah. how you say it? No. Yeah. I feel like Vincent in this movie is... Because, like, his wife, she's very artistic. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like uh, the parents in um, Beetlejuice. Okay. Yeah, no. I can, she's I, friends with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, no, no. I, I feel you. Uh, but... He's also seems like he's into it and like he's kind of a hip guy. Yeah. He's got that little bracelet mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. When he was showering and, and I saw that bracelet, I totally was like, man, Vincent is if uh, Serpico <laughs> didn't care so much about the, the corruption, yeah, 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 but yeah. was still a cool hip cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is him later on. <laughs> like, it's, it's when he realized he can't take the system down, so yeah. he's just gotta uh-huh. he's gotta deal with it. Yeah, but okay. he's still he's still like a loose kind of hip, yeah. hippie yeah. cop, you know. I got I got those vibes for sure. I don't know if that was intentional or not. But. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the very last segment of the podcast, like we always do. I'm a producer. You're a producer. We get our hands on the uh, property of heat. We making a prequel, a sequel, or a remake of this movie? Uh, never a remake. Um, sequel. You know, there's there's rewatchables already. I mean, what haven't they said about this movie? Yeah, you know? but uh, you know, I think I don't think they mentioned uh, Vincent's brother. Or sorry, fuck Neil's Neil, brother. Neil's brother. Yeah, see something about him. You know, yeah. he hears about it on the news. Yeah, yeah, and then he fucking comes around. You know. You think, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. Because I was thinking prequel early on because obviously I'd want to see scores with 
that they get away with 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 uh with Neil mm. or like who taught him how to be like so crazy. Oh yeah. Which would be cool, but ultimately you know what it's going to end up in, yeah, so yeah. it kind of takes a little bit away from it. Um but yeah, sequel, let's say, you know, cuz Chris gets away, he's got like 4 million in the bank. Um and yeah, I think he's done. I think he's out and uh he gets a knock on the door it's fucking neil's brother mm. and he's like i need to i got a job to do and he's like no nah, man i'm out i can't yeah. do it and he's like dude my brother saved your fucking life yeah, yeah. and for neil yeah 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 do it and and we'll call it even you know mm-hmm. and that's where a sequel goes there i'm interested to see what what michael mann's books so, about. so i heard him i don't know if you want me to say it but i, I heard oh, yeah sure um he was on the third reheat that they did. Really? He was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I got to listen to it. it. Yeah, I haven't, he- I haven't heard it's it. It's great, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said he already started writing it, and the story is before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's before. It's like 88, 98, and then um, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it skips over the heist, but then it shows you what happened like a couple years after. Oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dang, I want to read that. Yeah, that and, like ten, and like 10 years before, too. Yeah, so yeah. you see the relationship. Mm. So I think that's where we'll see why they're so close. Damn. Yeah. Damn, I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. I want to read it for sure. Yeah. It actually sounds like a great book. But on the rewatchables, they, they gave a lot of other cool, uh, you know, you know, maybes, right, for mm. a sequel. Like Natalie Portman becomes a, a, a cop later. Yeah. And she takes up, you know robbery homicides you know shit like that yeah yeah. and then neil's you know let's say he got Edie pregnant and their kid uh oh okay yeah okay, uh, he yeah. becomes a bank robber yeah, yeah or dominic that's very uh place beyond the pines yes-esque. yeah yeah that's what they're saying and then dominic you know chris's kid becomes also a bank robber yeah and say him and neil's kid unborn child yeah grow up together and somehow find each other I was like, ah, that's a little far fetched, but it's a very it's it's one place beyond the Pinesy and two very Star Wars esque yeah. where it's just why are we why is this family so yeah. destined to just go through yeah. and like in the being the biggest fucking story uh, yeah. Yeah, like I think I think for sure Neil's brother would be the coolest thing. Yeah, I think so too. Because he said brother somewhere and it's like, well, let's see what that dude's about. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably even more Yeah. You know, if it's maybe, a, if, it, if it's an older brother, he's yeah. maybe taught him the ropes of, of a lot of things yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you know that this movie? They've kind of blamed this movie for the North Hollywood. Uh, shootout. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who are too young to remember, yeah. dude, I think it's. I remember. I remember sense. watching that shit on TV as it Same. as it went. And this is another thing too. Uh, Look, I know it's a dangerous job to be a police officer. I personally feel like unless you're responding to a uh, active shooter situation, which we saw in Uvalde, like even when they're responding, they weren't even really fucking responding. Yeah. But yet they'll fucking kill people willy nilly unarmed all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, before that happened, uh, Police officers never carried assault rifles. No, yeah. And I think when that happened, when that happened, that's when all that they changed. changed yep. And now the police is fucking highly militarized yeah. with tanks and a bunch of shit just in everyday cities. And 
like I said, unless there's an active shooter, why the fuck do you have a gun to begin with? You know, yeah. most of the time people are getting killed and they're just unarmed. But yeah, that shit was insane because yeah. at that point, every cop on the street that was responding that wasn't part of SWAT had a handgun and a, oh, shot, a shotgun. And, a shotgun. Yeah. and dude, that shit was fucking crazy. Yep. Uh, I I think it was like on a week because I wasn't at school. I don't think, and it was midday, and mm-hmm. I just remember that shit being on the news. And dude, I'll never forget that. It was shit. like a fucking movie. It yeah. was like this movie. Yeah. You had what, like I think two or three guys, two, two guys, just in f- straight fucking armor. Bar- body armor, AKs, AKs, just fully fucking auto. dude, just unloading multiple just, magazines, dude. It was it was that was insane. Unloading, reloading, and just spraying dude just, yeah yeah uh they didn't get away no they got uh yeah. but dudes fuck that one well, yeah that's crazy the one dude got killed right there yeah and then the other dude jumped in the getaway car and then started to drive away yeah. and then that's when they surrounded him uh-huh but they and then they had another shootout in the street yeah yeah, yeah. and then they were surrounding him and he was still firing at mm-hmm. the cops behind the car yeah like, yeah like movie shit yeah, yeah and then they killed him there it was that was fucking yeah. nuts man you know they were on, they said they were on muscle relaxers so like, when they got hit, so they when they're like, getting yeah, hit, just kept going. I would think I would do like a bunch of PCP, <laughs> like a bunch of PCP. Yeah. I always wanted to do a like a a zombie movie uh-huh. where a guy survived on his own, and whenever he's got into crazy uh, situations, just he'll it. just do a bunch of PCP. Oh shit! And then so that's how he gets out, and he's always been on his own, always been like leave everybody for dead or whatever. But then he runs into like a lady and his daughter or her daughter or something. And he, like, saves him, and then, like, they get into the craziest fucking zombie situation ever, and he does all this PCP to save them, and then fucking, like, they get away, and they're safe, and whatever, and then at the end, like, they go up to him, and, like, fucking... They're, like, trying to, like, wake him up, but he just OD'd on PCP. So he went his whole life surviving fucking zombies, and the PCP is the one that, the, the yeah. one that got him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All Crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sequel to this movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they they blame they blame that robbery on Heat because they had a copy of Heat in their apartment. Oh, really? Yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. they probably sitting there like, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, we could. Do, I bet we. I bet you we can do it. Yeah, and yeah, dude. It makes sense. Wild. Yeah, super wild, man. Insane. You know, nobody got killed in that shootout. But those guys, yeah, I did not know that. No, just multiple cops were injured, injured but, but nobody, nobody died. died except them two. Interesting. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, insane. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, that happened. What year did that happen? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, a couple years after this movie. But yeah, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, want to give my condolences to whoever Tom Sizemore has out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said. Very troubled life and everything, but fuck, you know, he was a great actor. Yeah, this movie's definitely. awesome. Love it. Definitely love this movie, Natural Born Killers, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Hawk Down's another one. I forgot oh, about right, that right. one. Yeah. Basically, he plays the same character in that movie as in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Gets shot multiple times yeah. as well in that movie. <laughs> I got I to gotta say this. Um, he's got a, a very memorable line in Saving Private Ryan. That we always use still to this day. Which one? You don't know how to shut, shut up. up. You, you don't, don't know, know when, when to shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did mention this earlier. There's a he like 
like I said, he did a bunch of independent stuff and he just pops up here and there. But there's a fucking uh, episode of It's Always Sunny mm. where they get stranded in the woods and he's a trucker oh, and he's picking up uh, uh, fucking Charlie and, and uh, Dennis. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, you boys, you, prostitutes, huh? But don't worry about me. I'm, I'm done with that life. I never <laughs> I never. I know I'm never going back. I've had my ins and outs with that, so you don't have to worry about me asking you to what? blow me or for me to blow you or anything like that. And they're like, "No, we're not. We're not wanting anything." Blah blah. And it's like, "Oh, so where are you going? Fucking Atlantic City?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then he pulls over to a <laughs> hotel, and they're like, "Wait, this isn't Atlantic City, man." He's like, "I know. I just thought that, you know, we could go get a room, and you boys could split me open like a cantaloupe." Oh. <laughs> And they're and then and then they're like, no, man, we don't want to do this. He's like, no, come on, you're done with that life. And he's like, I know, but I'm not done with it. I'm not done with that <laughs> oh life. And blah, blah, blah. I want it. I know I want it. Blah, blah. I knew as soon as I picked you boys up, blah, blah, dude. <laughs> so it's funny. so fucking funny. Uh, it's super funny. But uh, yeah, that's Tom. Yeah, rest in peace, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> for him to do that, dude. And then it, these other roles, the comedy, man. Just like, fucking oh, hilarious. I love, I love it. Let's do it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for Blade Again Man, I'm Steven Valdez. Jason Brunez. And you guys can follow us on Instagram at PlayItAgainMan underscore pod, as well as TikTok at the same handle. Have a good day, guys, and we'll uh, see you at the movies next week. Later. Wow. Um, that was a great episode. I had a lot of fun doing it, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. Just wanted to give a special shout out to Mr. Petey Ramirez at repeat on instagram he was the only person to guess correctly the quote that we put in our stories so each week we're going to be putting in a quote from a movie in our story so make sure you check it out and if you can dm us the correct answer we will give you a shout out in the next episode so make sure you're checking out our instagram at played again man underscore pod and we will see you at the movies next week guys